streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Combat Podcast on CBS Sports with your boy, the Brian Campbell Mixed Martial Arts Edition. Sound the alarm. Breaking news. Wow. Get ready for all things UFC 249. It's on, folks. Next week, location to be determined. Please send the guy the location already. We don't actually know that, right? Sorry. Uh, sorry about that, Habib. It'll happen, though, and we're going to break it down. Uh, something about an island. Uh, wow, wow, wow. You want to talk about unprecedented times from the old boss there. I'm the boss. I'm the boss. It's my way and no other way. It End will, of story. Yeah. You know? Thank you, Dana. It will be. It will be. Can we get tickets to wherever this fight's going to be? You know, they're, they're selling you all wolf tickets, people. You're eating them right up. Yeah, that's true. Wow. You want to talk about unprecedented times, folks. Hope you're doing well. Uh, fighting the quarantine, the coronavirus, global pandemic, uh, mental health. Hope you're doing well. Job-wise, all that good stuff. Uh, stay home. Stay close to the people you care about. FaceTime your friends, all right? Crack a cold one, but not too many. And stick that SOC deep into your ear hole for the absorption of the one and only performance-enhancing audio. It's the cure for the common quarantine. All right, people? Thank you. I can't hold off any much longer without facing the pain and bringing in my co-host, the great Rashad Evans, off this week, but please check out our content that's floating around. Also, our uh, our story time with Rashad episode that launched last week. A little bit of bonus. We went in-depth, deep on his victory in the Ultimate Fighter Season 2. You're not going to want to miss that. He peed himself in the cage once. you got to hear all these stories. Check that out. But I do have my other wingman, and it's Brandon Wise, CBS Sports writer, editor, former All-State lineman. <laughs> Brando, we are in the age of, um, oh, F it. let me just hit the sound bite here about uh, this upcoming uh, fight card. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Brandon, what the hell's going on here, brother? Uh, Brian, it is good to talk to you. It's uh, You're my favorite J-hole, and I'm hoping everybody else out there is so happy to hear us talking about actual fights this week because... To be honest, when I went to sleep last night, I was like, all right, we're going to do this. This is going to be fun. Wake up to a few messages from the boys. Dana's getting an island <laughs> to do these fights. And it's just like, all right, how like, bad can this go? Where, it's like, where do you even begin? I mean, you know, we'll hit you up with the real news off the top. UFC 249 will go on April 18th. Habib's out. 
Justin Gagey in against Tony Ferguson. Interim lightweight title belt. Obviously, it's a badass fight. We can go on, which we will, about, you know, is Tony making the right call? People need to get off of Habib and not say he's scared. All that stuff, whatever you believe. But, Brandon, in this crazy, crazy, crazy times, we already know Dana's maniacal. He won't lose. He's a fighter. He's going to find a way. If you would have told me 12 hours ago, or whatever, how long it was, that, hey, BC, when you wake up, like you just mentioned, this man, this friggin' man, will, like, you know, I don't know if you prefer Fantasy Island jokes, if you prefer Fire Festival jokes, Brandon Wise. Andy, we need you to take one big thing for the team. And I said, oh my gosh, I've been taking something for the team every day. He said, well, you're a <laughs> wonderful gay leader. No more dick pills. Indeed, right? John. Thank you. Um... <laughs> I don't know how you want to joke it, but this man is so crazy. He hates the media so much that Dana White is going to put 249 up at an undisclosed location that he has reserved for two months. Rumors are it's West Coast. Rumors from ESPN reporting from your Ariel Hawani and company that could be on Native American ground, which, of course, changes the uh, self-regulation. You don't have to use the state commissions. And obviously with the Association of Ringside Physicians just coming out and saying, all combat sports should be banned on our recommendation. That's a telling update. But then the extra info of this is for the U.S.-based fights. But for them, fights involving international fighters who can't make it, I we're on a boat. No, even further. <laughs> Play the sound. This is from his interview with Brett Okamoto, and you can hear Brett cracking up during this craziness. I've also secured an island. I've got an island. The infrastructure is being built right now. <sighs> this man, Dana White, is going to... I'm not making up any of this. He is going to purchase an island in the next day, fly fighters to that island, but not tell them the location, okay? I'm sorry, uh, Habib, you're never going to find out the location. Not tell the media or anybody where this location is, broadcast fights out of there. He claims they'll be tested when they arrive, before the fight, after the fight, but didn't get into specifics. And that business will go on as scheduled, weekly fights starting next week. Brent, I don't even know how to put my mind around this, okay? My lethal weapon's my mind. I am like, what horror movie plot is this man cooking up right now? Can you play that sound again for me, though, please? The, him saying he has an island. I've also secured an island. I've got an island. The infrastructure is like, being built right now. Like, he still has the cadence that he always does with the media when he's saying he has a freaking island that he's going to take these fights to. That's effing illegal. Like, what are we doing, man? I... Listen, I love fights. You love fights. This is why we do this. We love the absurdity of some of these events sometimes, right? Like I love you it. got in you got in on the clown show of of these celebrity dork fighters from YouTube the first time until you realized, oh God, this is really bad. I, I love this... fighting. I love fighters. I love athletes. I like you. I like sex. It's nice. Bro. Andy Silva says, no, 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 no. Dana say, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Um, 
so here's Dude, the deal. <laughs> I mean, so, like, I made the joke this morning about this, but like, I feel like Dana White's been listening to too much Eminem because he's just been bumping it in his office that this like, sounds like, this looks like a problem for me. Now everybody just follow me because we all need a little controversy. Because wow. it feels so empty without me, like you got bars, baby. Wow, wow. <laughs> I wasn't reading that at all. Yeah, that would sounded a lot like. Remember that time, um, Anthony Joshua, the boxing heavyweight champion, rapped. You remember that? You remember that at all? I, I, I've heard. I've heard I'm it a few times. On June 1st at MSG, Liverpool MC in NYC, holding it down. I ain't a clown. I'm ready to rebound. I'm a knock Miller out around the eighth round. He can't round with the champ. I lick him down like a stamp. Whoa! Hey, yo! Trash next. Pause. No, we ain't looking at anybody as a stamp. Um, I mean, we got jokes, and we can make jokes about this. Here's the here's That's the all we can do, man, because we don't know what the hell's gonna happen in a few days. All right, I wanted to be on the right side of history the last few weeks, so I was. I wrote the piece. Hey Dana, like, what are you doing, bro? The the universe is telling you two forty nine shouldn't go on. Even Habib is like, look, this is ridiculous. Like, like, just send me the damn location already, please. If you wanna find me, please just send me location. Uh, but I'll admit this: WrestleMania thirty six was this weekend, and that was an unprecedented bag of weirdness to itself right pre-taped two nights in an empty warehouse yet the best parts were these freaking random boneyard matches and all this other weird stuff but i will say this twitter blew up we got great numbers on cbs sports it felt great to be watching something quasi live that you don't know the result that as a community you can talk about like we can only netflix and chill for so long or or crack a cold one and chill or spark a one and chill i mean everyone's got their thing they're battling to try to get through this long walks although look anytime you hear encouragement from me i'm living in the suburbs i have a fenced in backyard i have access to hiking trails i really feel for anybody in a city in Manhattan right now who haven't left their apartment in like three weeks. Like I, I'm t- I understand there's levels to how people are doing this, but even me, Brandon was getting to the point where I, I said it on morning combat on Monday uh, on showtime with Luke Thomas, like Dana, you wore me down. It's not right, but I want two forty nine. I need it. You're crazy enough to pull it off. Your fighters are crazy enough to want this. We know they're not getting paid regardless. Although again, Ariel did report that the, the fighters on that canceled London card did get some form of paycheck. Um, I was just at the point where I'm like, if you can pull this off safely, Brandon, then do it, Dana. Just friggin' do it. Cause I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna report. And yeah, it also helps my job as well. I'm not gonna lie about that, that these fights are back on. I got cabin fever like a mother, okay? But Brandon, that would suggest that there is like transparency here, that there is oversight. And what what this has evolved to is almost the opposite of what made UFC what it is today, right? They ran, as Dana says it, ad nauseum. We ran toward regulation, right? That's how they saved the sport. They cleaned it up. Now we're essentially like regulation saying no. Then, then F you, I fought the law and I'm going to win. We're going to go to insert Native American reservation. We're going to go to private island. And even though he didn't say this, Brandon, and I'm not throwing shade at, at, at Brett Okamoto, he, he did have some counter questions. But look, I don't know if any of you all have noticed ESPN reporters who all, I love them all, great people. They're not saying a thing negative about Dana. So is that coming down from on high? I think you have to guess, yeah. 
Um, we have the potential here, Brandon, of an un, not unregulated, but a self-regulated card, which is not a position where anybody wants a fight promoter to be. You could have UFC supplying their own doctors, referees, judges, all that. And while I'm not saying they will be reckless about it, I'm saying this whole damn idea is reckless. I'm saying that every part about this is out of order. You are out of order. You're out of order. You're out of order. The whole trial is out of order. They're out of order. That man, that crazy, That man, Brandon, is out of friggin' order. I don't want to hear another time from him. Well, all my fighters know if you travel with me, you've got the best care whatsoever. You're not even telling the public or the fighters where these fights are. We're get this is legitimately horror movie writing. Like, what is happening here? You can't you know defend this. Don't even try to defend it. You're out of order. You know what else that he's going to be able to do if it's a self-governing body? allow them to do drugs and take steroids because I'm telling if I'm let's say let's talk everybody about Justin Gaethje for a second the whole UFC everybody let's talk about the fact that these guys have not been able to have physical actual training camps for this fight that's now 11 days away um I'm letting those guys do whatever the hell they need to to be ready to fight on next Saturday like legitimate like who who all the rules are out the window at this point anyway so why stop there because you know who hasn't been knocking on these dudes doors right now collecting samples usada wow <laughs> we did dope, we've been doing doping from the beginning i mean who's stopping them at this point right i mean like there is no that like we're in a society with no rules right now with the ufc and I mean, our buddy Brent Brookhouse brought up so many good points this morning on top of the fact that you could have somebody suffer a severe catastrophic injury. Like, are you promising these people that there's a a hospital on this deserted island that you're just going to just make in the next like month so that they can be okay to, to help them while the rest of the healthcare system is crumbling around us? You know, like uh, – <sighs> You know, I, I'm not going to get all Luke Thomas on you, and I love Luke Thomas. He's, he's That's a, not even getting Luke Thomas. That's just being like a normal person thinking about like injuries at this point. Because again, Francis Ngannou and Jair Rosenstruck are fighting on this card. That is violence and a half. Somebody no, is going to right. end up concussed. But here's what Luke Thomas ultimately said on one of his many tweets is like, if we're in a sport that's regulated by the government, but we're basically not going to use any re- regulation, what does this say about the government? Like, what? Like, shouldn't somebody step in is essentially what's being said. Now, I understand if you go to Native American ground where they are self-regulated, not under control of a state commission, anything can happen. Look, I've said it. I'll say it again. Tommy Morrison fought an MMA fight with HIV, and everybody knew it in, like, 2010, right? Like, what the hell's going on here? Anything can happen. I mean, the bare knuckle fights happen on re- on unregulated territory, but um, it's 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 at a point of of fearful maniacism that like you have to go back to the original question that we did a couple weeks ago when Dana kept pushing Brandon. Why? Why the hell is this happening? Is there some deep-rooted endeavor, financial, ESPN-related reason 
that there will be that they will allow him that ESPN as a company hasn't stepped up and, and publicly said I don't know if we agree with putting this on like is there is it a financial deep rooted reason is Dana just a wild man uh in who can't be told what to, like what is the the actual reason we're going through with this exercise when everyone Brandon is is rightfully not doing anything and I understand everybody's trying to plan for when they can come back and Trump had that call with all the commissioners he wants NFL back MLB's trying to create their own little biosphere to have the season I get doing that like a month from now we're talking about next week why is this happening man get in that man's head get in that bald man's head dude I mean, shout out, by the way, you mentioned uh, Bare Knuckle FC. That that just pinged me really quick. Shout out to Shannon Briggs getting in there right before all of this happened and signing a deal with Bare Knuckle FC. <laughs> um, I love that man, by I, the way. Let's go, champ! Let's go, champ! Let's go, champ! Yeah! <laughs> um, dude, I, I don't know. Like, it's got to be money. It has to be money-related. Like... As Endeavor continues to hemorrhage money and and contracts of of workers, like they must need some sort of back funding. Like it, it just doesn't make sense. Like you can't you can't be the guy who's just like you know what all my fighters keep calling me and they want to fight, they want to get out of the house, they want to do this and that. When you're supposed to be the adult in the room and be like, guys, like this doesn't really make sense. This is, this is a dumb idea when he's the one telling Brett in that interview, this was the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my entire career of promoting fights. Well, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Dana, when the entire country and the globe right now is shutting down, like think about this. They wanted to do that London card, right? The, the, after Brasilia, the London card on March uh, 21st. Yes. Boris, uh, I can't remember his last name, Boris Johnson, Johnson, the prime minister of England. Yes. He was the one saying at that week, well, we'll be fine. Don't worry about it. He's now in intensive care because he has Corona and it's a scary situation no matter where you are, unless you get a private island that nobody's on right now. That meme that's going around. That's true of that mom in Texas and Facebook who put out that long message saying this is all a plot against Trump and and, and all this. And two weeks later, she died of Corona. Like this is, you know, the, the idea of just like shaking your head at this. And look, we've had we had last week we had Uriah Faber on here. At, you know, we, we had our own Rashad Evans sort of just saying, look, like I'd still fight through this. I don't think it's that serious. And I'm not here to tell you that if Corona touches your skin, you'll die. I'm here to tell, tell you that there's a res- level of responsibility as a whole that needs to be going on when you're going to put on something that involves so many people. Our buddy Brent Brookhouse tried to break it down in our private messages of how many people this would actually entail to be on this private island or wherever we are to put this card together. I mean, it's a lot more than 10 in a room, and it's it's like everyone's got to be safe and treated. Uh, I don't – here's – Brandon. I, I did, Sorry. I just didn't think that's where you were going to go with that. I thought you were going to give everybody your like – I lived through this. I survived this. I am patient stuff. zero, first of all. Okay. Number two, though. Um, here's what I want out of the government. Okay. I want one of oh, two God. things. You want you want government in this now? I want government in this now, and I want I want one of two things to happen. Okay. Let me let me get let me get my thoughts together here. Let me. Uh, you want John McCain to come back? Let me get my let me get myself ready for <laughs> this. Okay. Here's what I want out of out of. I'm not getting political, but here's what I want. 
out of our president, out of our government in this situation. Can I stall any longer, Brandon, please? Can <laughs> You've stall? been going for a minute here. Can we here. stall uh, a little bit longer here? Uh, stay with me, people, okay? Stay with me here. Uh, By the way, Bri- uh, Brian is wearing his Henan Barrow shirt today. He's very happy and proud to wear that, even though I, I decided against sending him a poster this week. Of what? Of uh, Barrow Dillashaw. Oh, that would have been badass. All right, so here's what I'm basically wanting from, from, first of all. If you lose, I get to shave your head. Well, Dana's head's already bald, but he, but here's what I really, wow, what a what a wasted time for that joke. Like, not even worth it. <laughs> that was your old plan here. Not, can we, why don't we just go back to animal sounds, right? Okay, back is that, that going to be around the cage for this fight? Because I'm here so. for that. I think so. Um, I think if you lose, you're voted off the island. Um, <laughs> here's what I want of the government. One of two things. One, step in and just basically be like, look, this is a bad idea. It's, a bad, it, it, it's just not safe. And if ESPN and the powers that be aren't going to get involved, we're just going to tell you, like, dude, wait a month, wait two months. Like, Or here's my flip side argument. Said this on Morning Combat. Say it again. Um. Work with the UFC. So what does this mean, Brandon? Allow Dana's original idea to be legalized, which is we're going to put fights on at the UFC Apex, which in some ways was why that place was built, not just to do the Dana White series, but to have a spot where they could self-produce, televise, and shoot out on their own fight pass, you know, their own stuff should should the uh, Armageddon hit. Well, the Armageddon did hit in its own way. Allow the fighters to be flown to the PI, live in the bunk beds there, eat, train there, separate the, the people that are going to fight each other, build the quarantine, and that's your biodome of UFC Village, right? Brandon, isn't that essentially what's going to happen anyway with Private Island, but a much, 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 much safer way to pull this off? It would involve the Las Vegas and Nevada Commission, which do we, are they known for ethics at this point? I mean, come on. They allowed Floyd Mayweather to, you know wait his jail sentence a month so he can pump in economy for them and fight Miguel Cotto and allow that to be sanctioned. How many, the minimum number of people in a room and just do the damn fights there. Create UFC Village. If you are if you got a fight in the next two months, you're living at the PI, which by the way, fighters are already living there during their training camps for a lot of reasons. Is it that hard to just settle in the middle? If the show's going to go on and we're not going to stop them, then help them. Is that crazy? We're in crazy. It's all out of order. Is that crazy? Don't play that sound again, please. Um, It's just a mess, man. The whole thing is a mess. There is no right answer when it comes to making this happen because Dana White is a freaking man on a mission. As he told uh, Yahoo Sports last week or two weeks ago, I'm relentless when it comes to this. I'm going to make this happen. I'm bleeping relentless. I mean, dude, by the way, if Habib had stayed and they ended up making this fight next week, right? Is it a recognized title fight at that point if the commissions are not involved? I think that's where uh, UFC jumps in and self-commissions, which is essentially saying whatever grounds we're on, they are the commission. We're handling it. It's a title fight from us. I mean, look, this is... 
Brandon, this exposes everything. We've seen people tweet out, like, why do you mentioned earlier, like, why is USAD even a thing anymore if this can happen the way it's <laughs> happening? You know, it's all, it's just exposing it, which is why I'm asking you what's the real reason, and you're right. Yes, none of it makes sense. None of it matters. We do, though, Brandon, have to pause for a cause and hear a word from our friends and sponsors on the other side. We're actually going to try to make sense of this card, which on paper, by the way, pretty damn badass, okay? We're going to get into that. Enjoy. Dig it. And we're back. BC, B-dubs, your boy Rashad Evans on a bye week this week. Shout out to that earthquake survivor. That's me bringing that heat. That's me bringing that heat. Thank you. Thank you, Rashad. Uh, Brandon, to close on the, the, the Dana hype, the what the hell is this man doing? You did mention his Yahoo Sports interview with uh, with Kevin Ioli. Remember when that was the weirdest thing going on? I didn't even get to play those sound drops that I collected for you last week. Maybe I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, then the corona's going to get me. All right? It is what it is. Uh, you maybe, scared the hell out of me with that. Maybe he's wrong. <laughs> Do it. Do it! Come on! Kill me! I'm here! Come on! Do it now! Kill me! I've had a great run, right? If the coronavirus is what's going to get me, let's do it. Bring it. I'm ready, Corona. Come, come. I mean, that's that's pretty... I'm ready, Corona. That's pretty damn irresponsible in hindsight. It's like hiding from cancer. You can't hide from this thing. You can't hide. But I can't... Uh, But, like... (laughs) Can we just I'm sorry. I'm ready, Corona, as if this is a main event title fight on UFC pay-per-view. <laughs> Let me bang with somebody. Let somebody stand up and bang with me. Oh, my God. Does that guy sound like, uh, remember that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Um, uh, <laughs> the play, digital co- The claymation. The, story, the classic yeah. claymation show. He sounds like that. the uh, the Rudolph. All right. Anyway, one more thing from Dana. The, the less... The media knows the better off it is. <laughs> that's, you know, ultimately, that's the last thing I want to say on Dana on this point is. um, So if you've listened to all the interviews, I think people incorrectly labeled one rant he did online as him reacting to 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 my guy, Luke Thomas, when in reality, his point of anger, Brandon, is about some dude at Forbes who wrote a story when that news broke about um, parent company Endeavor laying people off, saying that the UFC will be laying people off. Dana was like, you know, what the hell are you talking about? Why are you celebrating something that's not even true? And since then, he's made this all about us versus them against the media. I I cannot believe during these unprecedented times, regardless of where you stand politically in terms of your scare level of this pandemic, that the media could be at fault and that, Again, we're not going to know the location. He may not even end up telling us, except for the select few journalists that he told Brett Okamoto would that would be able to join his private plane and cover. Like, this is just, like, to add to the bizarrity of this, the fact that he's basically like, uh, fake news media, I ain't telling you anything anymore. He's only talking to TMZ and ESPN, it seems, at this point. And Yahoo. Um, but just to... Just- I'm going to do a little journalism spin and then we're going to make more jokes again. But to say the media is at fault here is just so incorrect. And to just label all of us as the media is just like it's so tiresome and and such an old act at this point because like it's one guy 
we're also we're media members. We're not the media. And to just keep saying it's the media's fault that this keeps happening is just not true. It's journalists trying to do their job. For him to say that people are calling locations to get these fights canceled is not true. Like all these guys are doing is calling these places to say like, hey, so is this actually a thing that you guys are going to let happen on your grounds amid a, a crisis? Like, can I get a comment on that? Like, that's not that's not them calling to shut it down. That's calling to do your job to ask the questions about what's happening. So that's like where I get so frustrated by all of this as somebody who studied this in college and just like knows the differences between what's actually real and what's being portrayed here. You know, that's fair. Now, I will say this. Who do you think is going to this private island to watch these fights with Dana? Because my money's on John Morgan, yes. Kevin Ioli, and Brett. Uh, you think Brett? Raymondi, he's a West Coast dude. I love Mark Raymondi. I feel like you got a ticket and you're just not telling me. I I don't I I don't I have a, if I do it's a wolf ticket. I I've not you know <laughs> no no I don't. This is interesting. My wife and I had a nice talk this morning when we, when we took the dogs on a four mile loop. Um, past I feel your, like you're bragging every time you tell me this. By the way, why what, what, I'm bragging that, that I walked. Four I'm walking. Miles? I did four miles today, man. Uh, maybe, maybe there's a little like you know maybe there's a little and they're stopping me from being sloppy fat, just regular fat. Um. <laughs> And, you know, you know, and she's like, look, you know, I know you're going to have to travel again one day. And, I, you know, I'm nervous about it. And I know eventually. And she's like, I hope it's not for a while. I hope it's not for a year. And I'm wondering, you know, we've had this debate before, how much in our life is going to change just from the coronavirus in general, things that we used to think were important, we won't think is important anymore. Um, do you think that media will like instantly be covering events once they become normalized again? Or, or it could be a while based on either your self prep Pre, uh, preservation preference to to stay back or I mean could, could we be seeing a change for everything I mean we're probably going to see empty arena fights for a while I'm, I'm wondering whether we will travel again for for a long ass time I mean this is like the biggest debate that people are having in their homes right now just because there's nothing else you can really do besides just think about the future and think about where we're heading like economy might be in trouble when we get out of this man like that's the scary part is like Will there there still be fights, but will these fighters be getting the amount of money they should be? Because, like you said, how how long is it going to be before you feel comfortable sitting in an, a thirty thousand seat arena filled with people to watch an event again? You know, yeah, or or on the train to New York City or the subway, and I realize there's eight million people in New York, and they got to get somewhere. So you know, people are taking the public transportation daily and trying to stay safe. But you know, how, when will we feel safe again if we have if we're? Oh, I'm not a germaphobe to begin with. I'm I wouldn't say I'm reckless. You know, I watch, I, I I observe regular hand-washing advisories pre-corona, Brandon. But I also, I'm not somebody who puts like 86 sheets of toilet paper down on the public seat, all right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I I live and let live. Um, Way too much information. A little bit. Way too much information. Probably a little bit too much in there. Um, But, uh, you know, I wonder. I wonder if it's like, man, is it worth me getting in that tube? And, and, you know, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. Okay. All you can do is, is watch your TV and try to guess which channel is telling you the truth, Brandon. Okay. I don't know anymore. I don't have the answers. Um, final question on Dana. And I mean it this time. If everything that he says he's going to do not only happens, but works and the fights are badass, which by the way, Tony Ferguson, Justin Gagey, has a chance to like be the fight of the year fight of our lifetimes you know you never know with psychopaths like that um 
is there any chance Dana comes out of this as an app, not only as an absolute hero who took a giant gamble but pulled it off because of money and infrastructure, but that it it ultimately leads to sports coming back sooner than they would because Dana could draw big ratings and in a, an eventual pat on the back from fans who were like, hey, it's not me going to the private island. I'm just watching this hair fight. Get, crack me another cold one, baby. Give me, give me that champagne of beers. Let's do this thing, all right? Somebody get Jack Crosby on the line. Give me a black and tan yingling, all right? Let's do this thing. Could we be seeing Hero Dana by the end of it? Wouldn't that be Vince, though? Because WWE technically never went away. Yeah, but it's still WWE. We're talking about real sports here, all right? I, I guess... But, I mean, I don't think anybody's ever going to call Dana White a pioneer of sports. Maybe of combat, but not of sports. Uh, look, man, like, there's just so many risks involved in this that there's no way they come out, out of this completely unscathed, right? Like, there, there's got to be, like, a 0.1% chance of them getting out of this. Everybody healthy, relatively healthy, and nobody getting sick, nobody Nothing catastrophic happening. Wow. This is wild. Also, by the way, by the way, hosting Justin Gaethje and Tony Ferguson in an empty arena is a disservice to both of those guys. I'm just going to say that now. Well, fighting in general in an empty arena, to be fully honest with you, is, um, you know, it it translates better in real fighting than it does in WWE, which it translates really bad. But um, still, it's... It's not the best. It's not the best. But it is what it is, Brandon. And this card obviously bangs. Like you got, you got to be honest with yourself. This card bangs. They took fights that would have been on some of these other fight nights. They bumped it all in together. They got everybody who could legally travel. And here's what it looks like. Let's start at the top. Tony Ferguson, Justin Gagey for an interim lightweight belt. Yes, it's weird that Ferguson got stripped when he got hurt and it wasn't his fault that last time and he can become a two-time interim champ. Either way, the winner's getting Habib and rightfully so. But this fight on paper, Brandon, is just violence personified. The risk. What's Tony? What What is Tony's real motivation here? Just that I'm a warrior? Just that I already put in the camp? Just that, you know... They're probably throwing me some extra money to hang around and fight Gagey. Like, the fight, the good news is, Brandon, that it's not what you predicted, which was, like, Tony Ferguson against some minor league guy who was able to step up and fill in, right? Like, was that you who made that joke? The LFA, that was you! Who made the LFA champion joke? The Patrick Cummins barista joke? Oh, yeah. No, that was uh, that was Brent. Brent was telling Shout us Shout out to Brent, Brent Brookhouse. Um, it's an actual real fight, and it's the guy in the title picture in the historically deep division who was going to be the bridesmaid inevitably, Justin Gagey, who's coming off of three first-round knockouts, who looks amazing. It's actually an awesome fight. What will... I don't know. I, like, if you Are you going to question Tony Ferguson at all? Well, I would just say this. That no matter how you you want to frame what happened here and how we're in this position now, the UFC fell ass backwards into the perfect situation. And this is what you had talked about before. But now – but the way that they've – this has ended up now where you could have this play out as Tony, Justin now, Habib, Connor in August – 
and the winner of these two fights facing in like November or December, if they can get this far along the line as a mini semifinal and final of a tournament, if you would call it that, like that's perfect. This is what it should have been from the beginning. Maybe not this matchups, but for this to be like what they end up getting, like they, they fell into it and it's amazing because all four of these guys that could hold titles right now, according to you, I don't think Connor could hold the title right now, but this is like the four best fighters at lightweight right now, all going to head, go head to head at some point in the next eight to 12 months. And it's going to be fire no matter how they fight and no matter where they're fighting. Connor can hold the title, first of all, so take that back, okay? I mean, he, can, he can't beat any of those three guys. No. He could. Look, he, Connor's going to be a wild card. You have to understand and, and tell yourself, Brandon, that he wasn't Connor in that Habib fight. Once you realize that he was partying up a storm and all kinds of arrogant, and it's obviously a bad style matchup for him, I'm not saying beating Cowboy shows that you're all the way back, but you got to understand he's going to be better than he was that night. I mean, come on, Brandon. I am his daddy. Okay, first of all, take that. Second of all, you're right. It's going to play out. Look, if Tony Ferguson loses here, and and I think rightfully so, you can question if it's the right move. Um, I said that for the Pettis fight. I said that for the Cerrone fight. He's on the doorstep of Habib, and he took chances, and he won those. And he may take a chance here, and he may become a star from this. Who knows? But if he loses, it's kind of what the UFC would want, I think. Not that, that, not that Justin Gagey is... A hundred times more marketable than Tony. He's not. But I think if Justin beats Tony here, you go right into Habib Connor if you're UFC. And you don't think twice. And if you listen to that Brett interview with Dana, he kind of says it. So at first he tells Brett, yeah, yeah, the winner has to get Habib next. It has to happen. It has to happen. It's going to happen, you know, in the late summer fall. But then Connor was brought up and Dana's like, oh, you know, this is a... This is tough because, you know, they'd have to fight first and then fight. Dude, I'm telling you right now, if Justin Gagey wins the interim title, Connor's getting Habib in in August. Like, wake up, okay? Controversial decision or not, that's what's going to happen. So in a weird way, not only is Tony Habib cursed, critically, it's the fight we want and need. Historically, it matters. But if you're UFC, like, does it? They, you give them credit for them going out of their way to make it so many times, but I don't think it's a fight they ever really wanted or needed. Are you crazy, dude? They want. Like, are you are you serious right now that they never wanted this fight? Okay, right now, I mean, because they did it because they have to, because they don't want to, they don't want to risk the Connor Habib two rematch. They don't want to. Tony's a big risk, but they had to give him that. So I think secretly when Dana's on his island surveying the land, looking for people to take one for the team, he's probably like, well, you know, Tony's a psychopath. If he wins, then he'll have earned it triple times. But if he loses, oh, big deal, Connor, you're in. That's all I'm saying on that. But let's not cloud what this is. A badass matchup. Yes, there's questions of a short training camp, all that, but these two are psychopaths. They're going to go in there. They're going to bang. It's going to be fantastic. I don't know who's going to win. Head-to-head, I like Ferguson better. But I think the weird elements of all this, empty arena, location, all that stuff, is going to make this a wild card situation. And it's going to be a savage fight, which leads me to this topic, Brandon. Dana White tweeted out live on ESPN. But everywhere else, it's live on ESPN Plus pay-per-view. 
So does that tell you that this entire what, what, what's that look for? Tell me. About Wait, that I one. didn't. I didn't understand what you're saying. So you're saying it's live on ESPN in the U.S. No, Dana tweeted out when he announced it yesterday that it's okay. live on ESPN. Subsequent tweet tweets by UFC and everyone else revealed no, it's actually on ESPN pay per view. I thought he said ESPN plus pay-per-view on his tweet. No, he said live on ESPN. So right okay. away, I'm like, oh, my God, they're going for it. And what going for it means is if we're the only game in town and there's a lot of talk, good and bad, about what we're doing. If we put this main event on ESPN free, we have a chance to do a sick rating with the – look, if you're going to – Brandon, if you have friends that don't watch UFC – and you're like, oh, watch Ferguson Gagey. They're going to be a fan afterwards, and you know that. Like, it's one of them fights. It's a Gotti Ward, Corrales Castillo. It's one of them fights. The fact that it's going to be a pay-per-view and that the numbers might end up getting hurt because neither of these guys are, like, household names to casual fans, does this tell you that we're only going through this exercise because of the money that Endeavor might need or that ESPN and them together might might be saying we need? Because if you put this on regular ESPN and money wasn't your your short-term consideration, just long-term, think of the fan base you can build with this opportunity. Yeah, I mean, if this was on regular ESPN, I would venture to say that given the lack of content on, on TV right now or live sporting content, you could guesstimate maybe 3 million viewers. If you were if you were just throwing a number out there for regular ESPN that night, but but there'd be no ceiling though. There'd be no ceiling at the potential because you're uh, using Sports uh, Center, the, bro. But there is, but there is, but because you did you see what ha- what they announced yesterday? By the way, say it, say it out loud if you really want to bring it to the table. That the World Health Organization and like every major network is coming together on Saturday night, April 18th to do like a live telethon conf, uh, concert we are the world. hosted by, hosted by Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon and Stephen Colbert. I don't, I mean, I'm sure there's a way that, you, that if that's an eight o'clock start, <laughs> I, 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 I hear you. what you're saying. Yeah. So there is there. a bit of a ceiling, no matter what you do here. I, you just think about it, though. When you have the ESPN vehicle to promote it, and you're telling everyone it's free, and you're not wasting time on Sports Center. Wasting time is the wrong word. You're not spending time on Sports Center telling people that this is a bad idea <laughs> to do this, that there's potential concerns to do this, and you're just like badass fight Saturday night for free, only live sport in town. Don't miss it. You have a chance to do stupid numbers, bro. You do, you do, you do. Let's talk about the rest of this card because it, it, it slams, bro. It bangs. This co-main event just caught Andrade, Rosen, and Yunus. Rematch of their title bout. I love it. it to me, it could have headlined. Maybe not on pay-per-view, but, it, you know, this is a badass championship-level fight. I love it, Brandon. I love it. Dana say no, no, no. BC say yes, yes, yes. Love it. Can't wait to see if Rose is back. Well, that was, I mean, this was always going to be the co-main event for this card. The fact that they were able to get Rose and Jessica to still agree to this is, like, mind-blowing to me. Just because Rose, to me, like, it's not a a psyche thing, but it always feels like she kind of needs everything to be perfect. Yes. Where she's in control of the environment and she's in control of what's going on to do these kinds of things. And this feels, like, so out of character for her to say, you know what? Let's do this. I need to fight again. I need to get my my uh, not sanity back, but I need to get my my 
uh, my feeling of invincibility back. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, fair. like I need, I, I need to get my air of personality. I don't, I, you know what I'm trying to say? Um, and to do this against Jessica, who we know is a, a muscle and a half just in there, just out there to straight throw hands. It's going to be a good fight. By the way, Tony, according to William Hill Sportsbook, is minus 175. Justin is plus 130. And Rose is minus 195. Ooh. Jessica is plus 165. Good. Once again, given the uncertainties of this situation and the unprecedented nature, betting on this is going to be fun if you if you are a better because you know it's you know you're not anything can happen here i'm going to read you the rest of the card brandon fight by fight and i want you to tell me whether the fight bangs or it wangs and i think you understand what i mean by 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 wangs okay bangs or wangs here we go heavyweights greg hardy versus jorgen de castro jorgen de castro bangs by the way he just remember he was on two forty three. No. He was the the feature bout. No, he doesn't I have mean, a Wikipedia page. He's not in my memory banks. Okay. I mean, I mean, Greg Hardy bangs too, but you know, the that's fight a different bang or wang. Come on, this isn't supposed to be a long exercise. Oh God, wang. Okay. Um, <laughs> welterweights and on the pay per view card, Vicente Luque versus Nico Price. Bang. 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 Try and stop it. Bang. Okay. Jeremy Stevens in the pay-per-view opener against Calvin Cater. Yeah. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Seriously, right? Wow. Love that fight. Come on, it bangs, right? Give it to me, Brandon. I thought you just had a stroke. Yo, 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 yo. Relax. It bangs. It bangs, bro. Yes. Yes, it, it bangs. Okay. Uh, preliminary card main event. <laughs> Oh my God, Francis Ngannou, Jair Rosenstruck! Wow, bang, bang. wow, Brandon. I'm gonna have to watch that fight like with my hands over my face, just because I'm afraid of the violence that is going to come of that. Wow. <laughs> also, that is going to sound ridiculous in an empty arena yes. if one of those dudes lands clean. Yes, that s ridiculous, right? Right. Are you are you doing a Missy song? I hope not. Um, <laughs> middleweights, Jacare Souza, Uriah Hall, Brando, Banger Wang, bro. Bang, bang. No, no, don't don't give me that. Don't give me that half mass. No, that bangs. That fight bang. <laughs> name fighters. It bangs. Okay, I love it. Oh, right. name fighters means it bangs. Yeah, They're both also like sometimes, forty. <laughs> sometimes that means that. Uh, lightweight Alexander Hernandez back against non Wikipedia page member. Omar Antonio Morales Ferrer. Mor- yeah. Uh, eh, wang. Yeah, By the way, I, I do. It, it's can a, we talk to? Can we tell the people about what happened last night when we saw that come up as Morales and we were both like, "Who's Morales?" And I thought it was Morais. So I'm like, "Oh, that's the other Morais, the bad one." The, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. No. Okay. Uh, bantamweights Marlon Vera versus Ray Borg. It's it's kind of a half banger, right? I mean, you want to talk about name fighters? That's name fighters right there who bang. Um, give me this fight. The preliminary card main event on UFC Fight Pass. Michael Johnson versus Kama Worthy. Yo, bro. Bang, bang, bang. Try and stop me. Bang. That's a bang fight. When is the last time Michael Johnson fought? 
uh, I mean, you know, he loses a lot against great competition, but um, it just feels like he hasn't fought in a while, and all of a sudden he just makes a random appearance again on this card. He last fought uh, last October. He has lost uh, five of his last seven, seven of his last ten. I mean, look, it's it's been a you know, I mean, he did knock out Dustin Poirier and beat touchy feely during that hey by the way did you watch that link yet for uh mr faber's movie green lust no, i'm green, not going green to Rush. watch it bro i'm telling you april 14th again reminder to the people out there you can download or stream or i don't know how things work anymore green rush mr faber's movie touchy feely's in it it's a thriller brandon a weed thriller okay okay sure is there is, it's inappropriate at times it's 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 awesome <laughs> There's a, there's a few of those moments in there, Brandon. Let's close. By out. the way, hold on. By the way, is Rogan actually not going to call this card now that we he might know where the location is? Um, like if this is, if this actually is in California, like I feel like that's not far from where he lives. Then can I tell you the news that Dana was asked that by TMZ and he said that's absolute bullshit. Here's what he said. He said Rogan was writing that on his podcast he said writing by the way and then the media just wrote that as fact he said joe will absolutely be there he was okay. writing that on his podcast brandon he okay. was writing. he didn't say it he wrote it this on his podcast unbelievable by the way all right uh give me this wang or bang women's bantamweights sajara eubanks versus sarah morris morass morass morice sarah morris so against sarah Sajara against Sarah. <laughs> Sajara. <laughs> uh, it's a good fight, Brian. I'm not going to use the framing that you gave me for that fight. All right. Lead off fight. Light heavyweights. Ryan Spann versus Sam Alvey. You know what? You are so desperate for fights that you're saying a Sam <laughs> Alvey fight is good. Hey, so this guy Ryan Spann, just so you know, has won six in a row, including a KO of Lil Nog. All right. Yeah, he's probably going to send Sam Alvey to hell. Yes, yes. But that's payback for Sam Alvey beating Rashad, all right? Okay. Protect the people on your own show, Brandon, okay? Love and protect them, please. All right? It was a bad decision. If he was a girl, you would say he has a badonka dog. <laughs> this dude's got some thick legs. That was, that was a little weird, right? <laughs> hey, Can let's... we talk about the other breaking news that we had last night? What do you got? That we're getting another episode of Tiger King. Now, here's the – well, you're saying because Jeff Lowe said it in an interview. That's what – Everybody's saying. saying that it's true. So is it that – is it new stuff? It, it, was, it wasn't an interview, by the way. Sorry. It wasn't an interview. It was a cameo video. <laughs> by the way, I do have to shout out David Spade on his at-home video podcast. He's had like every character on except for the jet ski guy. Oh, um, James Garretson. Yes. Um so is it? Are they going to use all the leftover footage to make a new episode? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's. I think it's this one's supposed to look more at like Jeff Lowe's life and like how disgusting and creepy he is. But uh, I don't know. Did you watch David Spade's interview with uh, John uh, Joe Dirt's first husband with no teeth, who has teeth now? It's nope. sad. Um, it leads you to believe that. As we already know, when he was married to Joe, he was doing heavy amounts of meth and he wasn't actually a man who prefers the pleasure of another man. Um, just hearing him talk, it was just sad. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of sad in that whole thing. I'm going to say this, though, like 
I do believe as brilliantly as that was put together and presented. And even though I believe that most, if not everyone that was interviewed, except for the guy with no legs has legitimate issues, like whether they're straight illegal or straight moral questions or just creepers. Um, I believe they sensationalized the balls out of that. Cause if you listen to or watch that, uh, Bhagavan Doc Antler interview with, uh, Theo Vaughn, kind of comes off as a good dude who's like no i don't have nine wives i i was married once and and you know carol baskin for all her weirdness and she probably did feed her husband to a tiger um she comes across as almost ethical in the in the post interviews as well so it does lead you to believe i mean look they made joe exotic like a lovable character who you almost feel bad for in that movie when he's probably the worst person except for Jeff Lowe in the whole film. I mean, that's that was your takeaway. I mean, I didn't think Joe was very likable at all at in any point during the movie. Like, he he's a psychopath. Like, what, what are you saying is likable about him? That he shot a blow-up doll that he called Carol Baskin no, on that, live? That you feel bad for him because he went to jail and everyone else got off in in you know and did better from this experience mixed with that there's certainly a charm level with him like god he's a creeper but there's some level of like i can't stop looking at this guy like yeah there's pity involved but he's entertaining as heck uh sure he's He's not somebody who should have ever had 200 tigers in his property and in his ownership. How about that? Like, the reality is that he drugged all these, like, vulnerable young men to to be his free workers and husbands. And yet I almost feel bad that none of them actually enjoyed his, his, um... You know where I'm going with it. Like, I, he, they, somehow they made you feel bad for this creeper Joe Exotic. I'm, it's weird. Dude, that whole film is a damn mind buff, mind F, and you know it is, Brandon. It's just like you go through some weird emotions watching that. Listen to the Wondery podcast. It's they, the, a guy is doing basically the same reporting that the Tiger King documentary did, except he got there in 2018 when Jeff Lowe, like, had just showed up. And. His his stories are really good. All right, I, he did it. He did an interview with John Finley, the the toothless man that you were yes. just talking about. Talked a lot about uh, Prince Alberts. Uh, I'll leave it there. Yeah, yeah. Let, please leave that there because I'm not touching that at all. Okay, <laughs> it is a beautiful aroma that arouses. I'm me. not smelling it either. Uh, Brandon, quick uh, news around the horn here. Did you get a chance to check out Anthony Smith's story that he told Ariel Hawani of ESPN? How on Sunday. In the middle of the night, a, a man broke in and was like in his computer room and Anthony got woken up by his wife and his mother-in-law was there and his children and he attacked the guy and the guy clearly had to be on some kind of PCP or something because Anthony described that it was like the fight of his life to keep this guy off of him and detain him until the police came. Um, damn, what a scary and well-detailed story. I mean, Anthony Smith told you Every inch of that fight, what he was thinking during it, um, damn, bro, that's some random scary stuff. It's just some creeper who stalked into a house but didn't try to steal anything and was just lingering. Like, as a new homeowner, that is, like, something I am terrified by every night. Like, just because it's a new area, I don't know anybody in the area. 
we uh we lock the doors obviously but every time i hear a noise or anything i'm always just like okay do i need to go fight somebody for my life right now <laughs> like it's it's not to that level but good lord we we make a lot of jokes about anthony smith on on this show and in private but like dude this guy's like legit like he he needs to catch a break at some point yes. here he could be a, he could have been your light heavyweight champion if he went through with that disqualification all right it's the truth but uh in his house, he, you know, we must protect this house, and he did that. In my home, this is my home right here. This is America Top Team. Don't just, don't disrespect me in my home. I love King Mo. I love that man. <laughs> He's a good dude, yo. All right. He is. Okay, thank he, you. He uh, hung also, on, hung on way too long. I mean, that happens. Great. He's a good coach. You know, he cares about the people. Um, you know what I'm saying? You can say, "Come on, King Mo," all you want. Come on, Mo. Come on, man. All right, but I'm not going to let you do that. Hey, we got news on your boy, Shago. No, not Shago. I thought you were trying to say Shogun. No, Shago Santos, right? Is that my my shoot-the-box jujutsu? That's that's how you say it, Shago Santos, right? Maheta? I I, I was going to say, you like him by another name. What do you think that man just said? <laughs> As you said after that show, uh, kill Whitey. <laughs> yeah, I got to add that to the soundboard. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, uh, the news, Brandon, is that Yana Kunitskaya, right, who once got sent to hell by Cyborg, posted a picture of them, like, where they were basically making love in a, in a phone booth? Is that what happened? It looked like a, like a Days of Our Lives, like, photo shoot of some sort, where Maheta is wearing jeans and nothing else, and she's, like, in a, I don't even know what it was, like a, like a lingerie top? Or a robe? I don't know, but it was very sexual and sensual. And now she's pregnant. <laughs> Imagine that. And all the sex I've been getting. Uh, shout out to my head on that, right? Right, bro? Shout out to Yana. I mean, shout out to Joseph Benavidez, right? Right? Making that happen. Making that happen. Like I said, they're going to make some beautiful, terrifying babies. Terrifying is a good word. Um, Shout out to Yana Kunitskaya. Did she ever beat anyone? That I mean, she's 30-year-old from Russia. I mean, she got to a title fight. Her, yeah, well, that wasn't really deserved. I mean, her nickname is Foxy Brandon. She got stopped by Aspen Ladd in December after a two-fight win streak. Okay, okay, okay. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. We wish them well. Okay, good for your friend Mackenzie Dern on Instagram these days. Okay, my friend. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, do you think they should? I went out. I did a rant on this last week. Do you think they should or will strip John Jones? Oh, God. Thanks for giving me that one to unpack at the end of the show. Um, I think they should cut John Jones, but I also don't think that that will do anything because that would just mean John Jones gets signed by Bellator or PFL. Um, yeah, to me, him. like they would never cut him. So take that off. Take the take get away from that. please. Stripping him doesn't do anything, though. The only way that he, you deal with him is the way that Nevada has tried to deal with him, even though the UFC is like, OK, haha. We're going to go to Vegas or we're going to go to L.A. and do this fight instead of doing it in Vegas and giving you guys the money for it. You know, like 
this is where you need like a universal sanctioning body yes. that can take his license away for a year or two years and make sure that he has to focus on getting clean. And probably not going to happen anytime soon because island fights are coming, brother. There's no rules. So get on the oh. plane, Johnny boy. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know that there's an actual promotion called Island Fights, yes, right? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. That's why it was weird when Dana said that in the TMZ interview. He's like, yeah, we're going to put on our own Island Fights. It's just like, oh, God. All right. Uh, in closing, I love fight. Okay? I, I respect <laughs> I respect box. Uh, I respect uh, – where's Triple G? Please, just do it for me. I respect box. I respect everybody. I respect everybody. Athletes. I respect athletes. So um, if the fights are going to happen, I'm certainly going to watch them. I'm no hypocrite. I'm going to watch them, okay? I'm going to cover them. It's my job. But this is wild, unprecedented times. We thank you all for listening, of course. I'm going to go home tonight. I'm going to sit out with my friends and family. And hell, I might even get on top of my wife tonight. See you later. I mean, Brandon, there's not much else to do these days. Um... Shout out to the State of Combat listeners. Thank you. Thanks. Even even the creepy ones. Thank you, all of you. Continue to hear our stuff. we got a boxing episode this week. Go back and check out Rashad Evans reliving his Tough 2 experience last week. we got great interviews. And Bob Arum on last week. Come on. you got to check that out. Teofimo Lopez Jr., the unbeaten rising boxing lightweight star, will be on that pod this week. Uh, check out what stuff I'm doing on Morning Combat with our friends at the, our Showtime Brethren's Friday Night Brandon, 10 p.m. Eastern, Corrales Castillo, 1 and 2 on Showtime. Luke and I on Morning Combat's going to do a little fight companion action on YouTube during it. Crack a few cold ones. Do you care at all about Corrales Castillo? Come on. I, I heard that wasn't that good of a fight. Oh, God. <laughs> if you think, first of all, if you think Tiger King's overrated, you're... If if you didn't enjoy the second season of The Wire or the third season of Ozark, get off my timeline, okay? Please, come on. You know what I mean? Like, get get out of here. I don't I don't have I don't have time for this. I don't want this. All right. Ryan Bader, Shibaka Sokura. Yeah, Ryan Bader. What was that? Shibaka Sokura. Okay, okay. I'm not Ryan Bader, right? Guess what? I'm not Ryan Bader. My word. I'm not Ryan Bader. All right. Thank you. All right. Don't boo me, please, Brandon. Okay. All right. No. Sir, there were many things that 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 didn't work on this show, but uh, <laughs> you know the next part of that, right? Right, Brandon? Yes, you do. You know what? 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 Jake? I'm rock hard right now with emotion. I got a phone. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Come to the island, Jake, if you really care. Okay. Okay. Because it's coming. It's coming for you, Brandon. Maybe I'm wrong, and if I'm wrong, then the corona's gonna get me. All right. It is what it is. Do it. Do it! Come on! Brandon, do you have any final thoughts for the people? Oh, God. I'm so tired. Um, We're going to go through these fights, like, in depth next week with Rashad, I'm assuming. Yes. Just because we kind of just scrolled through them now. But if this is still on next Tuesday when we do this podcast, I mean... This could be fun. Could be fun. This could be right. weird, but it'll be fun. We got we got all kinds of listeners. Black folks love us too. Black folks love me, man. Black girls love me too, man. I get hit on by black girls all the time. I be like, oh, I be showing, I be showing my nipple. I be doing my nipple dance. Brandon, you, you want to do your nipple dance or anything? Any anything else? Okay, I'm gonna shut the I'm gonna shut the shit down. Anything else? <laughs> okay. Shut it down. Yes, yeah, shut it down. Um, shut it down, Gordon Ramsay. Yes, thank you. I've got two words. We out. <laughs>